0: You've probably heard of the Miranda Rites. It's something that is read to you when you're being detained or arrested. I've gone ahead and taken those Miranda Rites and word for word rewritten them for your encounters with a Cluster B. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. Well, Miranda Rites, well, they that's interesting. Uh, if and I hope this never happens to you. If you happen to be in the United States and you are arrested, you, are, uh, you will hear this being read to you by the arresting police officer. And the Miranda rights go something like this. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can be used against you in court. You have the right to talk to a lawyer for advice before we ask you any questions. You have the right to have a lawyer with you during questioning. If you cannot afford a lawyer, one will be appointed for you before any questioning if you wish. If you decide to answer questions now without a lawyer present, you have the right to stop answering at any time. So this is what is read to you generally verbatim, and of course there are sort of creative interpretations of the Miranda rights by the arresting officers, but that's basically the the gist of it. That's the official Miranda rights. And it comes down to this podcast about what happens when you deal with a cluster B, And I've gone ahead and I've taken creative license and I've rewritten the Miranda rights to reflect what happens when you get into a conversation with a cluster B. And just to give you an example, just yesterday, uh, my wife is a teacher and she's decided she doesn't want to teach anymore. So she's decided that she doesn't want to go back to the classroom next year, which will be in September. And we were having conversations and I've learned not to challenge her when she comes up with these impulsive decisions that she wants to quit her job, uh, potentially threatening us financially. Uh, But I've I've decided I would never challenge that anymore because obviously that would be uh, challenging her authority, her thought process, her way of thinking, whether it's delusional or based in reality. Now, naturally, if she quits her job... Uh, then potentially if she doesn't have another job, that could definitely impact our family financially. And if I were doing that myself, uh, she would definitely have no problem challenging my, uh, I guess, my thought process behind that, whether I was insane to do that. So she's been talking about this for several weeks, how she's going to quit. Uh, She's going, she's not going back to teach. Um, she's going to find another job, even if it means that she has to go into retail, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So she's talking about it. She's definitely not going to go back. And so yesterday, uh, she was having a comment. She was basically talking about how she's not going to go back and how she's going to find, you know, a retail job. And I said, well, hey, you know, uh, you, need to, you know, you need to start looking because it, it is a process. I mean, it's definitely not something, gone are the days that you walk into a store and you fill out an application and you meet with the manager and then they hire you and there you go. Now it's on, on a computer. And it's all done uh, depending on where you apply. It's all done through computer HR. There's keywords on your resume. And you're lucky if you get an interview. And then when you get an interview, it's usually over the phone. And then you go in for the the actual interview. And then you have to go through a background check. You have to go through a drug check. I mean, it takes weeks. And here we are getting into August. You're supposed to start working. So I, I just made a very benign comment. My comment was, you know, Uh, when she was talking about, yes, I'm not going to go back. I'm definitely not going to go back. And I'm like, well, you know, if you're going to find a retail job, then it's probably need to start looking now. And nothing happened. Okay, nothing happened. And then as we were having another conversation, probably about five or six hours later, she said, you know, you're pressuring me. I just feel the pressure. She was talking about, you know, finding another job. And she immediately says that I'm pressuring her with that comment when I said, you know, you may want to start looking now because it does take a while. That's not pressure. I I wasn't pressuring her. I know better after 21 years of dealing with this woman. But she said, you're pressuring me. I feel the pressure from you. You know, you you think I'm not going to have a job. Well, if, you know, I already have a job, meaning that she does have a job. She can go back to teach if she wants to. But she has been emphatic to me and to everybody else in the family about how she's not going to go back to teach this is This is, this is blueprint, blueprint, cluster B behavior, BPD, narcissist, you, you pick it. This constant underlying theme of aggression toward other people that don't agree with the way that they see things because they see things black and white. They don't see any gray, you know, immediately it's, I'm pressuring her, which is of course the farthest thing from the truth. I am definitely concerned about her not having a job. But I do trust that she has enough, enough sense that she won't do it. But then again, this also falls into that impulsivity of the cluster B, throwing caution to the wind. So yes, I am definitely concerned because I can't support the whole family financially. She has to pay her bills. I pay everything else. Now there will be a vacuum created. So that, that's just a, an example of their the way that, and I'm going to read this to you, my, my cluster B Miranda writes here in just a moment, the way I interpret it but that's just an example that anything you say can and will be used against you either at that moment or somewhere down the road. So here are my cluster B Miranda rights. You have the right to remain silent. If you choose to defend yourself and engage me in further discussion, anything you say will be used against you during this altercation or taken out of context for my benefit in the next You have the right to question my behavior, but never challenge me directly, as my opinion is sacred and resolute. It is ironclad, set in stone, and cannot be changed, even with irrefutable facts that can directly set it straight. You have the right to challenge me, but in doing so, you must accept and understand we will be at war, and I will do everything in my power to strike you down so you eventually adopt my opinion as yours." this is not gaslighting. These are the facts as I see them and hold true to them. You have the right to walk away and not engage. But know this, I will retain and keep my opinion and thoughts and hold them as gospel. You should think twice before ever saying anything that is not in agreement with me or my delusion of the facts. So that's my interpretation of the Miranda rights. Understand, you will never be right. It doesn't matter if the right is wrong and you're trying to set the record straight. You cannot set the record straight with a cluster B. You are always wrong. Understand that. You are wrong. And I tell this to my youngest daughter, do not go to war with your mother. And I've said this in previous podcasts, do not go to war with a cluster B, because you will never, ever, ever win. And I mean that. Take it from me. I've got over 20 years of experience. They will never see the sense in what you are saying, even if it makes sense, even if anybody else coming in on the conversation would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I see it like that. They can't. They cannot see right from wrong. They're right from wrong. They can see you're wrong, even though you're right, but you're always going to be wrong. It sounds like a tongue twister. It sounds like a riddle, but it's true. So those are the cluster B Miranda rights. Anything you say will be used against you. And it may not be then, but in the case of my wife, it was, it was a little bit later, just a few hours later that I was pressuring her. How was I pressuring her when I just said, yeah, you know what? You should start looking because it does take a little while. Is that pressure? That is helpful advice coming from somebody with experience because I work in retail. I know. I understand the process. She doesn't. And so she thinks that she can just leave her job, expose us to financial instability, and oh, well, she'll get a job somehow, some way. doesn't matter. But yet, as I said, if the shoe were on the other foot, it's the double standard, the cluster B double standard. If I said to her, hey, you know what? I really don't like my job. I'm, I'm just going to quit. I'll get another job, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. And constantly being resolute and constantly telling her, I'm going to quit. Yep, I'm going to quit in a couple of weeks. I'm going to quit with no other job. Do you think that my wife would sit there and say, oh, that's okay. I support you. I think that's great. You go pursue what you want to do. No, she would be all over me like a cheap suit, telling me how how irresponsible am I, how stupid am I to even think that I can do that and just walk away without another job. Yet it's okay for her to do that. And she's done that before. That's my concern. She has quit her job before and I called her bluff a few years ago thinking, yeah, she's not going to do it. And she did. She quit a job and left us in financial peril because she decided she didn't want to do it anymore. And that's another trait of a cluster B. It's this instability. It's this impulsivity that they can decide on a dime that they're bored. And they get bored very quickly, mind you. They get bored with relationships. They get bored with their job. They get bored with their life. And then they have to change it. And they don't care what happens as a result to other people because these people are inherently selfish. Self-centered, and I don't fault them at that to the, to the degree that it's a survival skill for them. They have to be selfish and self-centered. They have to preserve their world as they see it, and they will preserve it at a dying cost. They will die preserving it. They don't care if their marriage fails because their delusion, their, their, their reality has to stay true, and it doesn't matter what you do. It's amazing to me to see how these people behave. And I do say these people because they are not operating in normality. They are not operating in our dimension, what we would consider to be rational. They are completely irrational. So when people ask me, how do you deal with it? How do you carry on? I can tell you now, I carry on with the full knowledge of what I'm dealing with. And yes, I do see an exit strategy. There has to be because it comes back to what I've said in so many previous podcasts. You have to look down the road, live in the now, but look down the road and say to yourself, how long are you going to be accepting of your circumstance? And yes, I feel for you. I do. I feel for everybody out there, including myself, for those of us who suffer immeasurably and yet we carry on. But please don't believe that something is going to change. That's something I do want to take away from you because I always thought, well, maybe it's the way I'm dealing with her. Maybe it's the way I'm You know, the way I am. Maybe I'm not doing something right. I was blaming myself and rationalizing my life away, always sweeping things under the rug and giving emotional allowances to somebody who does not deserve them. Okay, think of that. Why are you making emotional allowances for your cluster B, for your borderline, for your narcissist, for your psychopath, for your sociopath? Why are you doing that? And I will leave you with the thought is, do you have self-worth? Do you believe in yourself? Because that's probably why you're giving them those emotional allowances, because you don't feel good about yourself. I know I didn't. I know I didn't. There must be something wrong with me. That's always what I've thought for years, for decades. I'm doing something wrong. If I just do this, maybe she'll love me. If I do this better, maybe she'll see me for who I am. She won't and neither will yours. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. Thank you for making this podcast one of the fastest growing podcasts in this category. Let's keep moving forward. New episodes uploaded every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I appreciate you and your listenership, and I hope that I'm making a difference. Be well, and whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been my Inner Torch.